Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cinema's Soft Underbelly. I am your host, Eugene Weaver. And if you're listening, then you should know that this show is all about horror and science fiction and fantasy and gems in the rough and all those other good, nasty little things that I like to talk endlessly about. And uh, today I wanted to just talk briefly about some uh, movies that I just watched, as well as some coming soon to Blu-ray releases. I'm always happy to report some new, not new movies, but new titles announced or upcoming releases of classic movies. All that good stuff. So, um, first things first, uh, here recently, I uh, actually on my last episode, I talked about a movie called Grizzly and how much I enjoyed it for what it was. And since then, I uh, decided to revisit this director's other movie that is very, very similar to Grizzly, and that is Day of the Animals, made in 1977. And this movie here, to me, is superior to Grizzly in every way, uh, from uh, the way it was shot, to the acting, to the story and all that. They actually take... The basically Grizzly was Jaws, Jaws with Jaws with claws, and Day of the Animals takes it a little bit further and does something a bit different with it. Um, what's kind of cool is is that you could almost uh, factor in maybe a little bit of Night of the Living Dead in here with the subject matter at hand, like the 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 reason why the animals are going a little bit crazy. And that's because of depleting ozone layers and there's stuff from outer space that's affecting animals. And in Night of the Living Dead, supposedly it's a comet or something or other, whatever, that uh, turns them into the undead. So in Day of the Animals, the ozone layer is being depleted and the sun's real hot and it makes animals go all loopy. And... uh, Hey, our favorite Christopher George is in this, so right off the play, and his character, by the way, is uh, Steve Buckner, which, come on, come on, really? That name's awesome, Steve Buckner, hell yeah. Uh, Leslie Nielsen, the Leslie Nielsen is in this. Paul Jensen, he plays a character named Paul Jensen, I actually have a friend named Paul Jensen, and uh, he is nothing like Leslie Nielsen. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Linda Day George is in this. Linda Day George was the bastards, bastards, bastards from Pieces. That's her. Linda Day George. She's great. I think she's awesome. And a host of other people that you've probably never seen. Uh, but anyway, so group of people are out in the wilderness on a wilderness hike and camping trip with their local uh, happy-go-lucky cowboyish uh, Steve Buckner and uh, his Indian uh, what's his Indian sidekick, which I get I kind of think is funny. Uh, Daniel, he's he's uh, his name in the movie is Daniel Santi, and he's played by Michael uh, Anasara, I think. Um, he passed away. Yeah, that's him. He passed away in 2013 at the ripe old age of 91. 
so and he actually uh, has 190 credits to his name. That is impressive. Wow. So he is in this as the Indian sidekick. And Leslie Nielsen's character is the villain in this movie. And it's cool to watch him uh, play the villain role in, in it because he's a bastard. Uh, Leslie Nielsen is a bastard in this movie. And, uh, and I might also note that the ozone layer may or may not also affect humans that are more susceptible to things like this. So keep that in mind if you're going to watch the movie. It, it, fun movie. Uh, it, it is PG, but never once did I think, boy, I wish they'd go for it. Like, I wish they'd really go, go more all out in this. Because there is some violence in it, but the, the subject matter and how the characters deal with it and interact with each other is really, really good. And in fact, it actually gets pretty deep towards the end where they're really, you know, they're sitting around and they're trying to get off this mountain and because the, the, basically the, the higher up you are, the more, obviously, the more the ozone layer affects you and therefore the more the, the therefore the animals are up on top of the mountain are way more crazy than the ones down in the valley. So they're trying to get off this mountain and I mean, there's a lot of contemplation about like, you know, hey, what do we do? Like, like I wonder what type of an afterlife there is if we don't make it out of here we might die and so there's a lot of really like heartfelt moments i guess you could say where people are really contemplating their they may not make it out of this and with leslie nielsen's character being uh, such a despicable villain in this they also have to be concerned about him as well now i'm not going to give anything else i'm not going to get into any spoilers here uh, that's basically it. I mean, the movie is from 1977, but still, if you haven't seen it, uh, do yourself a favor and hunt this one down, pick it up. I have the Blu-ray, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the Blu-ray. It is fantastic. The picture quality and the sound quality are so good on this, and this just goes to show what uh, great cinematography and uh, lack of special effects but a lot of ingenuity can get you because I genuinely felt through this movie that these animals are nuts. And we're talking about buzzards and vultures and, uh, and coyotes and dogs and snakes and uh, mountain lions, bears, you name it. The animals are crazy. And it genuinely feels like that. Well, and back in 1977, I can't imagine that there was any like animal trainers. I'm guessing that this is just probably stock footage uh, that they have of these animals. But with the really, really, really tense, cool 70s music and the way it's shot, there's lots of like real tight, up-close shots of these animals and with the creepy music and the, the shots linger on these animals. It's not like real quick, fast cuts. Uh, it genuinely feels like these animals are crazy and they're going to kill you. And I loved that. The, this isn't shaky cam garbage. This is... Uh, leisurely paced, well shot, great cinematography, uh, especially up in this mountain. It's it's beautiful, and I just I, for some reason I really noticed it with this movie. Watching it, um, the how do I say it the the filmic look really came through in this movie, and it is on Blu-ray. But it just the natural. There's a little bit of film grain, but it's been you can tell the movie's been cleaned up real nice. And it just looks like a very, very well shot 35 millimeter motion picture. And I, I am a sucker for stuff like that. I think that's so cool. Uh, so anyway, 
it's a fun movie. It reeks of the 70s. It does. It it feels very 70s, even down to the very, very ending. But it that's what makes it so cool and gives it so much of its charm. Uh, I do give this one high marks. I really do. Uh, especially if you watch it with... Uh, with a certain mindset, like, okay, I'm going into this movie knowing what it's about and knowing this is from the director of Grizzly and it's a 70s low-budget movie and all that good stuff. It, it's just a fun movie with some really heavy subject matter that is dealt with, and especially because there are kids in this movie that are in harm's way as well. Um, so, anyway. And, yes, if you ever have wanted to see Leslie Nielsen fight a bear, this is your movie. If you ever or like, I need to see Leslie Nielsen, but I want to see him in something a little bit different. How about fighting a bear? Watch Day of the Animals. So anyway, a um, couple of quick notes here on IMDb. It says here, the film was sometimes mistaken as a sequel to William uh, Girdler's Grizzly, mostly because it had basically the same plot. Uh, director, production, and distribution company. Uh, it features Richard uh, Haeckel and Christopher George, who also appeared in Grizzly. And there was a sequel made for Grizzly, and it's called Grizzly 2, The Concert. Okay. From 1983, but it never got properly completed and never released into theaters or home video slash DVD slash Blu-ray, all that stuff. A work print has surfaced on the film uh, of the film on the internet, but The Concert, really? That's something. So, anyway. Okay. Uh, check the movie out. It's not cheap. I'll tell you that right now. If you're looking at uh, purchasing Day of the Animals on Blu-ray expect to pay a pretty penny for it because I believe this is Scorpion releasing and Scorpion titles, just like Code Red, do not come cheap. But this is one that I can safely say, for me, it is worth the money. That's my second viewing on Blu-ray. And this is one that I will watch numerous times throughout the years and I will definitely, uh, it will have paid for itself by my enjoyment of this movie. So check it out. Cool movie. Okay, um... Next up is, bear with me here as I get out my notes, because I had a bunch of stuff that I wanted to go over. Um, Day of the Animals. Uh, you know, I uh, just real briefly hitting on Cat in the Brain. I did talk about that coming out from Grindhouse releasing. I did have a chance to watch the movie, and I actually uh, quite drunkenly talked about it on Movie Freaks. I am completely sober right now, so... Let's talk a little bit more coherently about A Cat in the Brain from Lucio Fulci. And uh, first off, it it's Grindhouse, so it's worth every single penny. The packaging is phenomenal. It has a CD soundtrack included uh, and a plethora of special features. A booklet, um, I believe, to me and to my eyes, the film doesn't look that great. The quality of the, uh, the actual image is not that great. I do think that a lot of that comes from uh, the fact that, one, this was in a very, very low-budget movie from 1990, and it was actually culled from numerous different other Italian movies, the, a lot of the gore in this movie, and this movie is gory. A lot of those uh, shots are from, uh, they're from other, other uh, horror movies, and so it, it's matched, it matches up pretty good, and you Honestly, I, the first time I saw this back on DVD a long time ago, I didn't know that. And so I just assumed that this is just Fulci's gory mess of a movie. But it's interesting to know that you know there's different directors of different scenes. Uh, and Lucio Fulci himself has several movies that he took parts from. Um, 
Oh, some of them would be uh, Sodoma's Ghost, I believe, is one of them. And um, I wish I'd have a list of all the movies that uh, that they take the clips from. And here's the here's the basic storyline of Cat in the Brain. Lucio Fulci is a director, and he is going uh, he's going insane. So he goes to see a psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist is uh, he's an actual killer, and the psychiatrist. Uh, realizes he can pin the blame on Fulci, so he just goes on this huge massacre uh, spree. And that's the movie. And literally, the movie itself is just... It's just... The the strand of an idea that is strung together by these horrific, gory scenes. And this movie is disgusting. It's so gross. Chainsawings and heads lobbed off and it's nuts and I loved it. It was great. Uh, I did watch a 30 minute uh, interview on the disc on disc two actually. This is a two disc set. The first disc is the movie itself and the second disc has all the special features and then that's another thing that I think is so cool with Grindhouse releasing is they actually they took a movie like this and split it up onto two Blu-rays. That's great. So the second uh, the second disc has Ton, 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 ton of interviews. And um, uh, the first interview that I I watched had a gentleman, I don't have his name here, I'm not going to find it, but he wrote this script for Cat in the Brain. He helped Lucio Fulci with a couple other movies as well. And, um, And so he just, he really talked about what Fulci was going through at the time and the movies that he was picking from. And this was originally supposed to just be random slaughter scenes in a movie, Lucio Fulci presents whatever, and then they decided let's let's string together some sort of a storyline and let's use you, Lucio Fulci, as the uh, protagonist in this movie, and it works. I can't wait to watch this one again. This is right there with pieces as just a crazy movie that shouldn't work, but it does. So check it out. Pick it up from Grindhouse Releasing. It is worth. It. Now, a couple quick announcements of some upcoming movies from uh, some of my favorite uh, boutique labels out there. Code Red is one of them. And uh, love him or hate him, uh, Code Red Bill, the guy that runs the show there, he's, he's a different character. But man, this guy is putting out movies left and right. I am so impressed. I mean, he when he got into the Blu-ray scene... His first movie was, I believe, either Just Before Dawn or Voices from Beyond, Lucia Fulci's Voices from Beyond. He's come so far since then. It's like he's announcing a new movie every week, it seems. And and they're they're coming out, too. There's a ton of these things. Beyond the Door is coming out soon. Uh, and that is an Exorcist ripoff, which I can't wait to see that one. I've, I saw that years ago on DVD. Looking forward to revisiting that one. It's pretty nasty. Uh, and now he's getting into a little bit more uh, action movies. He's got some more B-movie action stuff like uh, Mission Kill, which I actually remember that on VHS. That came out in 1983. And uh, I'm not – the cover looks so familiar. It looks awesome. Uh, but Mission Kill is coming out. Terminal Island. Moonshine County Express. Yeehaw. Cocaine Wars. Motor City Nom Angels. Uh, to name just a few. And Working Girls. You do the math on that one. Hot Moves, another one that just take a look at the cover, you'll know. And then this one here, I can't wait for. Uh, this is 
probably a day one release for me, is a movie called Iron Master from 1983. The cover alone, if you listen to this show and you like the movies I talk about, all you need to do is look at the cover of, a, of this movie called Iron Master. And if you don't like that cover or think that looks remotely badass, then why are you listening to this show, really? Um, same goes for After the Fall of New York, Hands of Steel, Happy Hell Night. Happy Hell Night's cover is a bit eh, uh, but I know that that's an older slasher movie, I think. Um, not sure on that one. Deadly Dreams. Uh, I could, Literally, I could go on and on and on about all of these movies that this guy is releasing. There's so many. And uh, ah, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. So his movies are not the easiest to find, to purchase. You can buy them through his own website, which is uh, coderedvd.bigcartel.com. And um, you just... He's quirky, so just bear with it. Uh, but I suggest picking up some of his movies because they're they're quite interesting. And uh, sometimes the transfers aren't that great, but they're so cool. The movies themselves are so cool. And some of them almost work better with the uh, very, very grindhousey, like dirty, scratched up prints that he uses. I actually enjoy that and, and appreciate that. So um, anyway... Uh, Endless Descent is uh, heading our way very soon. I know I've talked about that movie on our show before, but that's J.K. Simon, Simon, whatever you pronounce, however you want to pronounce his last name. I don't know, but he's the guy that made Pieces and Slugs. And Slugs is another one I've talked about that's coming out from Arrow. But Endless Descent is coming out, and I cannot wait to watch this one on Blu-ray because that is a that's a day one purchase for me. It was um, it, it came out around the same time that The Abyss. And it was, it's funny, it's The Abyss, and then Leviathan, and then Deep Star 6, and then way down here, Endless Descent. But it's so much fun, and it's gory, and Arlie Ermey is in it, and it's just great. And I, I'm excited that a studio is releasing it. I believe that's Kino is putting that one out. So uh, make sure to pick that one up. One cool thing about uh, Kino is their, their titles aren't quite as expensive as something like Code Red and Scorpion, and you can get those generally on Amazon. So... Um, anyway, okay, uh, I, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on some of these movies because I know I've talked about them on um, uh, on previous shows. Uh, however, there is one more that I do want to talk about uh, because I am so excited about this one. It's coming out in six days, and it's not cheap currently, but please drop that price because I want this. Zombie Holocaust. Now, I have Zombie Holocaust. Two, honestly, I've got two versions of this movie on Blu-ray. I've got the original Shriek Show version uh, with pretty bad picture quality. It's very, uh, it just digitized and doesn't look that good. And then I imported the uh, 88 Films version, which is significantly better for Zombie Holocaust. However, Severin Films is releasing Dr. Butcher MD. Finally. Finally on Blu-ray. And Dr. Butcher MD is the 42nd Street Grindhouse version of this film. So when, the, when Zombie Holocaust uh, was purchased by, I want to say, Aquarius releasing, I don't, I, I, I hesitate to, uh, I don't want to give wrong information out here. Uh, but a, a studio, um, yeah, Aqu- I am right, Aquarius releasing, Terry Levine. He bought the movie, New York, from, from 
Italy to New York, and then he went and cut some stuff out of the movie for pacing reasons, as well as uh, put a different score over top of it. And this movie's score already was just weird and bizarro and Italian. And then it gets this new score that is all sorts of weird Americanized uh, techno, synthy, cheesy goodness from the very early 80s. Uh, um, this movie, uh, actually my co-host Eric Marner, he has the big box VHS of this thing. But this is the first time that it has seen the light of day since that big box VHS release. And I am going to own this bad boy as sure as I'm sitting here. The special features are... There's so many special features on this thing. There's so many interviews. And they actually remastered the original Zombie Holocaust as well. So this is going to be a slightly different picture quality than the the admittedly good 88 Films version. This is going to be different. And they've included a five-minute segment that they put back into this movie that was only seen as a deleted scene on the previous versions. And uh, it's actually that this deleted scene is actually in the Dr. Butcher MD VHS uh, but it was since excised, and you'll know it when you see it because it looks like it's filmed in someone's backyard instead of in the jungles of the Amazon or whatever. So I'm not going to get into the details on the actual movie itself and what it's about because uh, I know I have before on a previous episode. I'm, I can't imagine I wouldn't have talked about Zombie Holocaust. This movie kicks ass. It's great. It's gory. It's poorly acted. It's chock full of nudity, and uh, it's just crazy. This one here comes with a barf bag. So if you're ordering, if you're one of the first, uh, is it fifth or 5,000 or what is it? Barf bag limited edition to 5,000. So if you're one of 5,000 lucky people, you get a barf bag with this thing. Back when this thing came out, uh, and I've watched enough special features on this uh, movie and behind the scenes stuff or, you know, retrospectives uh, to know that there, there was a hearse driving around New York uh, with Dr. Butcher MD on it selling the movie. And this movie did quite well uh, for its grindhouse run. Uh, I would love to just hop in my DeLorean and go back to 1979, 1980, New York City, 42nd Street, and just revel in the grime for maybe like a week or so. Just enough so that I could see like this movie and make them die slowly and pieces and some other uh, killer awesome horror. It's just, even if these movies would see a re-release in theaters, and I'm sure that, uh, especially Pieces, because it's from Grindhouse, I would guess that sometimes that movie gets played in theaters. It's not going to be the same as seeing it in a dirty, disgusting, grimy theater where you might go to the bathroom and you might get murdered. Eh, maybe. We'll see. So, anyway, Dr. Butcher MD is coming to a Blu-ray near you. Pick up this movie. It's so great. Support these local... Local, Yeah. Support these uh, independent, smaller studios that are really putting a lot of time, effort, and money into these movies that uh, that otherwise would, I don't want to say be, be lost, because there's always a way to watch them, but just to, put, to restore these movies for future generations to see. Uh, it's, I, I think it's so cool. I love the time that we're living in right now where we can see so many of these movies being remastered. And it's there's a big difference from what these Blu-rays look like versus the old... DVD counterparts, and then especially the old VHS things. Uh, I mean, back in the day, DVD was the best you could get, and when these movies would come out, it's like, wow! Uh, you know, make them die slowly is on DVD, and now it's like, yeah, 
Cannibal Ferox is on is on uh, Blu-ray, and wait till you see this thing with its remastered picture and tons of special features, and look at this beautiful packaging that this thing comes in. So, buy physical media, people. I'm a strong supporter of physical media. I don't want it to go away. I can't imagine that this 4K UHD is going to be a big thing. I think it's going to be a very small. I think they're cornering a very small market for real real enthusiasts of high def and physical media but hey it lives on i'm glad that i'm glad that uh they're still chucking this stuff out and uh people like me are still gonna buy it so anyway um i'm gonna wrap things up here uh as always you can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com for any questions comments whatever try and get a hold of me and tell me what movies i should watch what movies i shouldn't uh, movies that I should maybe review on the show. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, please stay tuned for another fun-filled episode of Movie Freaks where we get blasted out of our wits and talk nonsense for an hour and 20 minutes. A new episode is heading your way soon. We can find us on iTunes and Facebook, of course. We do all sorts of fun things on Facebook, reviewing um, movies and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, what else? That's it. I think I'm done. Uh, oh, and make sure that to uh, tune in to Cinema Sidekicks, our buddies over in uh, uh, podcast land. They're doing all sorts of fun stuff as well. That's it for me. Thanks again for listening. Till next time. Bye-bye.